Hi guys, welcome back to What Do We Know? It's Aruj here and I'm your host for episode four. And as always, I'm joined by my girls, Sundas. Hi. And Manny. Hi. So today's episode is going to be based around sport. And there's a few questions that I've put together and I'm going to ask the girls and we're going to have a discussion around this. I'm sure you guys have caught on by now that this is the layout of our podcast. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we hope you guys enjoy where this episode leads us. Are you guys ready? Mm-hmm. I'm ready. Cool. The girl over there doesn't know anything about sport, so it's true. You know what? She might surprise us. As always, right? I, I doubt that for this episode. <laughs> no. You always surprise us. Depending on the questions, you might. Mm. So. No, there's, there's no football shows, by the way. Just I thought it was yeah. going to be a 40 minutes commentary of, you know, Aruja's love for Liverpool. And I thought, well, you know guys, what? I am sat here living, wearing my <laughs> Liverpool shirt. She so. is. I was worried thought when I'd I saw her. get into the spirit of 100%. talking about sport. So my first question is... What is your thought on sports as a whole? Just in a few words, what are your opinion on sports? I've got a couple well, of words. She is ready. Should I go first? Yeah, you can uh, go. A few words, she said. Yeah, that's, I said in a few words, so I want this to be concise. That's why I'm going first, because I feel like you two are a bit more later. philosophical <laughs> and you've got lots to say about it. But my thoughts on sports is probably one of the most positive good things that we have in society. Sports kind of brings people together. People that don't actually play any sports can find communities to kind of be a part of and like support a particular sport. So one thing about sport that I really give it some credit is that it can really bring some happiness into society and to people's lives. So it's it's something that's really positive. It's just a, it's like the good competitiveness that we need in the world. Yeah, yeah um, I love that. And I, I don't want to be a Debbie Downer, but I just want to say that some people can really take the fun out of sports, but I'm going to, I'm going to try and be positive. And yeah, exactly. That's what I'm going to try and be. I am going to be positive in this. Um, Amazing. I shouldn't speak too soon. So yeah, again, it's just like it has a healthy kind of um, competitiveness to it. I wish personally I was very sporty, but I'm I'm not. And maybe I can always pick that up at this time in my life as well. But I, yeah, I can't say that I'm a huge sporty person. Out of the Spice Girls, I definitely wasn't sporty Spice. I think, <laughs> is this the well, kind of sports we were talking about? Yeah. <laughs> So, Manny, what's your answer? Okay, so I do agree with what Sundas had to say. And I think a sport does have a very positive like effect on people and in communities and just relationships in general. People that I wouldn't normally speak to, I speak to because we have a similar view on a team or there's just a similar point of contact. There's things that we have in common because yeah. of sport. And it's interesting because I wouldn't have said that about myself when I was younger because, well, at school, I didn't necessarily enjoy PE in the way that I like to watch sports today mm-hmm. I didn't I wouldn't like to participate in actually playing sports because mm-hmm. I felt like even when I tried I wasn't good enough and mm-hmm. so I just felt like not trying and it was really weird because I wasn't that kind of student for everything for subjects like English or maths I would probably try but I wouldn't try in PE and I think the fact of how much I didn't like PE when I was younger it had an impact how I viewed sports when we were watching them and so like even watching football when I was younger unless it was a world cup I probably didn't like yeah I, I love my team I love Manchester United I absolutely love them today more than I ever did before. But when I was younger, it was just a, a team that I supported. It wasn't anything more than that. And as I've grown up, I realized how much of a big deal it is. And it makes more sense to me now being a football fan or being a sports fan. And it's crazy because I wouldn't have thought that a random team in the world, I guess it's not random, but like say any team in the world can have an effect, like a group of people playing a yeah. game can have an effect on you like that. Whether they win or lose, it can actually affect how you feel. It can affect your day. Absolutely. It can affect 
affect the conversations you have it can affect your mood it can affect so much I think that's very interesting but overall I think it's amazing I do love sport I love when we have world championships or world yeah. world, world cups. cups I think that's amazing and it really brings the world together it brings out everyone's competitive side and I think that's amazing yeah even when we too. thought it was coming home this last summer <laughs> Well, the summer before, was it 2018? 2018, the World Cup. Yeah, oh my God. Yeah. Wow. And we all thought it was coming home. I mean, I think that was so (laughs) So amazing. That was the best summer. World Cup summer is always good. Yeah. Yeah. I love both your answers. You know what, guys? I agree with both of you as well. I mean, on Manny's point about sport and PE, I used to love PE at school. Mm -hmm. So maybe that's what made me continue my love for sport. But my view on sport, I'll just generally say that it is a universal thing and I feel like you know I love the fact that it brings people together and it has this positivity and this goodness attached to it and so this is point of it being the good part of society and this good part of people having something that they love and it giving them so much joy yeah I love it so on to the next question what is your favorite sport to watch or follow do you want me to say that first go girl um I don't have a sport that I absolutely love and follow religiously so Unlike you both, I'm not a f- massive football fanatic and I, I don't really follow any particular team. Um, yeah, that's that's the word. I'm sure that can be viewed positively. <laughs> for me, so two things. In order for me to sit down and watch a game, and I, this sounds really obvious, but I need to understand the rules. Mm-hmm. I don't just kind of start watching something and figure out the rules. I need to know them beforehand because otherwise I don't know what I'm following. Yeah. Um, and I know this sounds really typical, but... You know, I don't watch it frequently, but when Wimbledon happens, when, you know, like cricket tournaments and stuff, I, I really enjoy watching that when it comes to their championship, because mm. that's when it's worth following mm. when, you know, countries are coming together to compete, individuals are coming together to compete. And the reason why I probably like both of those particular sports is because it's not always all year round it comes at a specific time and there's Mm -hmm. lots of hype around it so I I think for me the joy of it is really where I'm watching it and who I'm watching it with which doesn't have anything linked to sports at all no of course um but I, I remember a couple of years ago London Bridge was showing the Wimbledon matches and it was a really lovely sunny day and uh, me and a couple of friends we we didn't actually plan to be in London Bridge to watch um, Wimbledon live on a um, on a screen but we just happened to be there and suddenly we just saw everyone come from work they all had their sunglasses on um, there was like food um, street food and everyone was just sitting there on deck chairs and it was just so beautiful and I just thought you know what this is perfect like we have no plans let's just sit and then we all kind of sat together and it was just so enjoyable to watch and um, you mentioned uh, the World Cup back in 2018 I remember watching the last when England lost yeah and I decided to go to Canary Wharf and it was just I don't know if I enjoyed watching football if I be honest I enjoyed I definitely what enjoyed watching tennis but with football it was just too crazy for me and I thought to myself like I love the environment I'm really enjoying it but I it just got a bit bit too aggressive towards the end and I was like (laughs) I I need to get myself I need to get myself out of this situation I saw a lot of men cry that day and I was like wow they cry (laughs) that's that's crazy. What I mean, I think I was just staring at everyone like this is this is the end of the world. Mm. But yeah, no, um, I'm just going off on a tangent. For me, I don't particularly follow a sport or a team religiously, but I just I like a couple of the. Um, so I, I I like watching Wimbledon and I like watching cricket only because when it comes about, um, it's just finding an opportunity to 
go find a nice rooftop bar or pub and just sit and watch a game because that's what I yeah. actually really enjoy doing cool. just having a group of friends food and and just watching a match so mm. um I like that yeah what are you Manny I think the best part of what, what you're saying is most of those events have happened in the summer mm. and so it's been really nice mm. but yeah I think I definitely agree with your point no matter whether you like sport or not world cups or the world championships always bring people together and yeah I love that but I do really love football and I love following the game I love watching it I think it's just so weird to articulate it because I don't know why I love it like I love my team but I don't know why I love them I wouldn't be able to tell you I support Manchester United because I had a personal experience with them it's just it becomes a thing when you start to support a team from a young age and it just sticks with you and after a certain amount of time you can't you just can't switch. Like, I can't now go and support another team. Your heart doesn't let you do that. (laughs) It's really weird. Like, I didn't think it'd be this big of a deal, but I couldn't just support another team now. Only recently went to my first football game and Aruj actually went with her family and I joined them and we went to watch Watford play Manchester United at Vicarage Road. And it was so crazy because I thought sitting on the Watford stand, I'd be supporting Watford and it wouldn't be... I wouldn't be openly be able to support Manchester United, but I couldn't even hold my sadness away. I couldn't even hold it behind because it was so depressing seeing my team lose. It was 3-0. And you know what? This was actually after a while. Watford were... Watford have not been doing that great. They were in the relegation zone. Yeah. They were, you know, losing a lot of games. So for me, I was like, this is amazing. I know. Ridge was happy Um, and everyone obviously around me was happy. But it was just so weird, like being in that environment for the very first Mm -hmm. time, because I've only watched it on TV and the atmosphere is completely different. So different. I love the atmosphere in the stadium. It's amazing. I love, I loved seeing the United fans so passionate and it was so sad. I don't know about that, but... No, at the start, (laughs) they were very passionate and they know how to like really pump up the team, even though we did lose that day. By the end of the game, when we were losing and there was no comeback really um you can just tell like they were so quiet and just so distraught and they had traveled from Manchester to see that game it was so interesting to watch that game and the way it made me feel was quite sad and I was still really happy to have seen those players live in real life and it was amazing I felt like oh my god I'm so close to them and it just feels so weird but on the other hand I did feel sad and it did have an effect on me the whole day like your mood just changes and I don't feel like I'm an aggressive supporter. I don't feel like I am that emotional. You can't help it. I don't even yeah, realize the effect it, is it has your team, on me, isn't it? Yeah. So when they win, it's amazing. When they lose, it's it's sad. It's sad. It's so sad. Um. So yeah. And then I love watching football, and I I do want to quickly mention another thing that I really love to follow, which is tennis. I'm not going to say I follow all the championships, but Mm -hmm. I definitely follow Wimbledon and I absolutely love it. It is my dream to watch a match (laughs) in centre court. I love that. Probably the semi-final or final. That'd be amazing. My answer overlaps with both yours, actually. So goes without saying that I my favourite sport to watch and follow is football. Definitely. (laughs) I'm a massive Liverpool fan. Um, And I definitely also love watching Wimbledon when it's on. It's just a fun summer sport that happens and everyone watches it and it's great to follow. I think I'd also add, I love watching cricket as well. So, you know, when the championships happen or when the World Cup happens and when Pakistan are playing, just you automatically support them. It's so fun. But also it was amazing seeing England win as well last year. But um, amazing. So thanks, guys. And going on to my next question, what is your favourite sport to take part in? So if you had to like have a favourite sport that you liked playing and it can be absolutely anything like mine, 
used to be, or I say used to because I don't really play sport as much as I used to before. But when I was at school, I used to love playing basketball, football and badminton. So that was my favourites. And I'd say rounders as well. You know what? I've only actually enjoyed playing rounders. That's the only game I love. And I actually love playing cricket as well. Like, you know, just with family. Yeah, in the park in the summer, it's actually such a good, normal, fun game to play. Yeah. But yeah, other than that, I'm not really a taking part in sport kind of person. (laughs) For me, I'm not a very sporty person either. That's right. But I did enjoy netball. So again, with me and sport, I just, I want to take it back to um, a moment in my life. In secondary school, it was sports day. And I wasn't the most athletic person. Um, I I don't think I ever have been. But anyway, um, sports day was always compulsory in our school. And they didn't care. You had to assign yourself to a particular activity on that day. Mm -hmm. And of course, those that were the most athletic would know what they're going to do, whether they're doing the 100 meters, whether they're doing the long jump. You know, everyone had their kind of niche. And they were just Mm -hmm. like, yeah, I'm going to run this for our team, for our house and <laughs> anything that was left over was just given to all of the non-athletic people <laughs> which I, I came under so one year I was given shot put firstly I didn't even know what it was I mean I had an idea and am my ball yeah it it is. Is. Exactly. okay I got I got there in the end when I googled it um but anyway I'm given this um that sport that I need to do on sports day and I was just like who's going to train me for this? Like, I, I don't even think I've got the strength to pick up those shot puts. Firstly, I thought, oh, you know, they're not going to have actual proper shot put to kind of um, like pick up on the day. Mm-hmm. But they did. And it was so strange because uh, firstly, I didn't even know what to do with shot, shot put. I was just like, oh my God, I'm, you know, I d- should I just pretend to be ill on that day? But then like, my parents were just so strict. I was never allowed a day off without like good reason. Basically, there was this guy in my year that I didn't actually get on with um, very well. a story within a story. Yeah. Um, And he was really good at shot put. And it was so strange. And this this goes back to saying that sports brings everyone... It brings people together. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I was... I knew that this guy was really good at shot put. And he, he actually picked it as something that he wanted to do on sports day. And it was such a strange moment. But me and him... I don't even, I can't really say his name because I don't know if he'd ever listen to this podcast, but <laughs> he might do. Um, but anyway, this guy, I need to give him like a made up name, John. So return of John. John, return of John. So John um, was this guy in my year. I didn't get along with him. But anyway, it's it's reaching, it's coming to sports day. So me and John, um, so I actually asked John, I was just like, look, John, can you kind of help me um, practice shot put and actually be good at it? And I was expecting him to just like throw abuse at me and yeah, just a bit like, yeah, just because just because we have we have to share the same field does not mean we're going to get along. But actually, he he actually turned around and said, yeah, I, I, I will help you. And I'm, I, I will actually help you to kind of train for um, shot put. And I was like, wow, like, John, it took four years and it just took this one thing for us to actually get along and we didn't get on after sports day but just for the period of kind of practicing beforehand we were quite civil with each other so anyway he he actually helped me so much with kind of practicing shot put and it really was hard I mean honestly I felt like I sprained my wrist so many times I had no strength in my hands or anything so on the day on sports day I I I just started to get this real kind of 
urge that I really want to win and I thought to myself like this year I'm going to win a medal and in my head I was just like I was so desperate for it as well I remember being in the stand and obviously everything just takes place one at a time Mm -hmm. so it's always the long jump that happens first and and I I just sat there so impatient in my seat thinking I really really want to win forget winning for the house that I didn't care so much about the kind of team win I was just like for myself I want a medal so anyway, I got round to doing um, shot put. Firstly, the PE teacher that was kind of doing the timer and he was put on the post where shot put was taking place and he was like organising and coordinating everyone. Firstly, he was shocked to see me there and he was just like, oh, okay, <laughs> nice to see you take part. <laughs> so I'm standing there and I'm, you know, I'm up against like, there was um, a friend that I had um, in my year who was also doing shot put, but she was in another house and she was six foot tall and I thought just by height, she's going to win. Just by height alone, she's going to win. She was my only real competition. The rest of them were the the other rejects <laughs> that were given chop foot for no reason. So it was just between me and um, my friend and she was equally as competitive. And I just remember thinking like, God, please bring every strength and force in me right now because I really want this medal. And I just remember that day, I don't know where the energy and strength came from. And, you know, if if John did one good thing in his life, it was train me for that day because <laughs> I delivered so brilliantly, even to the point where that PE teacher was just like, I think you're going to win. And even like my PE teacher looked at me and he was just like, you could potentially win a medal did in four you? years of your life. And I did. I, I still have that medal. And it's one of the proudest moments Aww. of my life. I didn't continue um, with shot put, but I just want to say that was one of my proudest moments in year 10 when I won a medal. Thank you, John. Shout out, John. <laughs> Oh no, that's really nice. I'm glad you won the medal and you believe in yourself and you did it. So my next question is, can you guys think of an example where sport was bigger than just its textbook definition? So it can be to do with a sports person, it can be to do with an event. And the reason I ask this isn't just to kind of throw names or examples around, but the question came to my mind when I thought about the bigger picture of what sport is for individuals and for communities. So yeah, if you guys want, I can go first. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, I definitely have a few examples of this, but one that I thought of straight away was actually one from a time in history, which is very typical of me to think of this. But I remember learning about this in school. I remember my history teacher, he was a huge Muhammad Ali fan. So he always used to just I think it's the way he taught us about this made me think, wow, like this was a really cool monumental thing that happened. So this example is from all the way in 1967. This was at the time when America was at war with Vietnam. And like in any war, men were being drafted. So from all over the country, they were being asked to go and fight this war and in 1967 Muhammad Ali actually refused the draft and said he wasn't going to fight and that was something that you know you just you don't just refuse to go it was literally if you were drafted and you had done the tests and registered when you were 18 like every man in the country you had if you were called up you had to go and the fact of who he was was a big thing in itself because Mm -hmm. you know he was a heavyweight champion he was so successful and he'd literally said and turned around that he wasn't going to go and fight He quite famously stated his reasons too. And I think that's why I'm using this as as an example. And I think I just loved how strong his views were and also how he didn't back down from what he believed in. He turned around and said, and this is actually one of my favourite quotes from him. Not my favourite quotes from him, but this is one of my quotes from him that I really like. Why should they ask me to put on a uniform and go 10,000 miles from home and drop bullets on brown people in Vietnam after so-called people like me in Louisville are treated like dogs and denied simple human rights? 
I think that in itself is so powerful and it just it just helps you see his reasons obviously for doing it because this was at a time in the 60s where civil rights was happening there was progression but America had so much more to do and so much of a longer way to go and him refusing to fight was way bigger than just you know I don't want to go to this war. It was him putting so much on the line because that's exactly what happened. He was convicted. He was sentenced to five years in prison. He was fined. He was stripped of his heavyweight title. He was banned from boxing for three years. And the only thing that didn't happen out of that was he wasn't sent to prison because he did appeal and his case won. So he didn't have to go and spend five years in prison, but everything else he lost. Mm -hmm. And he still stuck to it and he still stood his ground. And I think that is what I find so monumental in that example was that, you know, he didn't give up. You know, he stood for something bigger than just his sport. And that was, you know, he was the best at what he did. He was the best at boxing. He was the world champion. And to kind of put your morals and to put something bigger over that was was a great thing. And I just love the story and the resilience that he had. I think even bigger than that was his comeback. So, you know, afterwards he came and he won the heavyweight champion three times afterwards. Mm. Anyone who is a Muhammad Ali fan will, you know, know about Rumble in the Jungle, Thriller in Manila, all his fights that happen afterwards. And it's just like he came back so much stronger. And it's just an amazing story. And it's an amazing part of part of history and sport that kind of combines how sport is bigger than just being sport. Mm-hmm. So that was the example I love. What about you guys? Um, so mine's a bit more modern day sport. Mine is actually a sad one. And I've been following it for quite some time. And it's sad yeah. for this individual. Basically, Kasta Semenya is a South African Olympic runner. So she's she's a gold medalist. She's won a number of women's 800 meters, etc. She basically produces high levels of testosterone. It kind of gives her a genetic advantage in her running ability. So she has been competing in the past a couple of Olympics. But basically, a couple of athletes have kind of spoken out about the fact that they think it's unfair that she has a genetic advantage and she keeps winning the race, which is so ridiculous because it's literally not she her fault. She's chosen to have that, Absolutely. Yeah. So it's something that her body produces and it's not as though she's kind of doing... Like, like she's doping or doing drugs that enhance her performance and that is so huge in olympics and sports in in this case she's not doing it it's a genetic advantage that you know she just happens to produce a high level of testosterone the olympics committee so i think it's the iaaf it's a governing body of sport mm-hmm. they have decided to not let her compete in the wow. um the next in, olympics? In, in the next olympics because they've decided that she needs to take testosterone suppressing drugs to lower that that's crazy so that she exactly that's so crazy that they've made this decision to not allow her to perform and stand for her country because she has high levels of testosterone because a group of athletes who are also runners have decided that it's really unfair so there's one particular one that's really you know throwing her toys out the pram and she's a british athlete and her name's Lindsay sharp i think and she's just been really fighting and you know really trying to kind of take that title from her and and talking about how it's unfair that she keeps winning the race. And you know what really surprises me about Lindsay Sharp is the fact that she doesn't even come second in the race. It's not like she's a runner-up and each time she's like, damn, I was that close to winning. The girl comes in at ninth or twelfth place in the race, wow. so do you know what it I mean? And her, really. It doesn't affect her. So I mean, the point I want to make is the fact that even if she removes Casta Semenya, like she's not exactly going to come to first place. Like she clearly needs to keep working on kind of building mm-hmm. herself. And I'm not actually shutting Lindsay Sharp down. Like it's absolutely incredible, like to be in any sport and be good at that sport. And nine. 
and 12th position isn't a loss. I mean, you're still making a huge mark. But the fact that she's just so openly kind of, you know, trying to fight this case against her. So um, basically, the AAF have decided that until Semenya takes suppressing drugs, she can't actually take part in the sport. That's such a huge human rights violation that they yeah. think they that some individual has to take drugs in order to kind of be an average hormones. runner. Yeah. And actually, human rights officials have kind of, you know, supported her in her trial to appeal it mm-hmm. because they because the drugs that they're making her take will have huge side effects for her body. Mm-hmm. How unfair is and the only thing that I w- that was going through my mind when she was going to court and she was trying to appeal it was, you know, when you see a child prodigy, you don't ever turn around and say, oh, you know, you're a, a you're a genius child here and you're a, you're the, one of the greatest PNS. Like, here's some drugs. You have to suppress your talent because, you know, we can't mm, have. Than everyone yeah, else. yeah, we can't have. Albert over there who's been a PNS for a lifetime and he's been top of his game we can't have you come first because you're a genius mm. you don't see that you know exactly that's still an advantage you you know you celebrate ch- child prodigy you you celebrate all types of prodigies that are really good at what they do so like how dare they stop someone because she yeah. that is that she is her own any, genetic advantage her, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's so different it's not, if she was taking things exactly but she's not and she, that's not fair the, 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 the fact of the matter is oh. she's a very talented talented individual mm. and she deserves first place because the she has ability. that genius spot exactly yeah. she has the Got ability skill. to win and it's for others to just accept that and just keep trying and I, I just think it's so disgusting and just outright atrocious that they have stopped her from you know yeah, participating in the olympics because of something that is genetically not her fault yeah, yeah. that's insane it's just in, that is so that yeah, yeah. i've so never heard of crazy. that either do you know I, the reason why i picked up on it was because it was i, I came across Lindsay sharp she feels like she's never going to be able to beat against them and then you suddenly think well that's the, the whole point, point of the sport yeah. you know it's not about oh let win. me just slow down because Lindsay sharp wants to get to <laughs> get from 12th to first place i'm surprised by her audacity i'm, I'm surprised by the audacity of the olympic committee because do you know what another thing that the olympic committee did and this is where i feel like olympics is one of the many sports that is a bit elitist mm-hmm. and it's so it's so frustrating sometimes i get really overly passionately yeah you are talking very like passionately this. but i love um, it um so what the iaaf have well they announced this in 2018 was they brought in differences of sex development kind of rule change within olympics so if someone has a high level of kind of testosterone as with semenya they have to take suppressing drugs or they have to you know what so they made that a rule they've made that a rule so it's clearly aimed at her it's and it's clearly aimed though. at it's it's so messed up that's justify what they're doing justify their but decision wh- who but who are you so to wrong. say what should be the yeah. normal like but they've done that to kind of make it look like oh but we have a rule that's why we're doing this and so yeah i think i'm speechless yeah i can't believe that's happening today i can't believe that's you're you're living in a world where human rights and people think people are shouting about so many things in terms of your body my body my rights and all this stuff and Mm. it's just how can that happen who makes decisions like that i know it's just crazy because they're clearly not a representative board of people no clearly not so oh, I hope it gets better for her and I hope she I mean she's kind of lost her her appeal and really? she yeah she lost she, it, she lost yeah. it because even the human rights official said that the drug that you're making her take is going to have huge side effects for her firstly she shouldn't have to take any drugs at Absolutely. all mm-hmm. if she's just if she has that genetic advantage the thing with sports is Isn't there's that a, the whole point though there's like, a whole point most of these most you of tap these... into your yeah. strengths and she's tapping into her strengths and what I find really annoying is that with stuff like sports y- there's a certain age where you 
you you have you're to retire. Yeah. So it's not like she's going to be dominating the sports. It's her time. Give her what she's so deserving of. Yeah, so that's just one that very thing. blatant example of high-key racism. I just think, you know what? That must feel so degrading for her as well. Hugely degrading. To kind of work. so Because, you know what? For Olympic athletes and for these kind of people who take part in these sports, they train so hard for it. They probably spend like years and years of their lives. The level of discipline, I can't even imagine. Mm. And to have done all of that and be so good at the sport that she loves doing and then being treated like that, I just... I can't imagine. I just can't believe it's still happening today. Yeah. Can I just say That's one such more a thing? That's um, very disappointing. The Olympics crazy. of this year, guys. I know. Yeah, it, in Tokyo. Tokyo. And just to give you another example, and, and I'm just so that you know that I'm not throwing the race card like freely. You know, I only really bring it in when I feel like it's relevant or it's blatantly in your face. So with Michael Phelps, the swimmer, uh, swimmer tests kind of proved that the reason why he's like the most elite, what they call butterfly athlete in the world was because he produces less than half um, lactic acid. And I, I think even again, the governing sport kind of board were hugely like praising him for being so lucky because he had this kind of wow. genetic ad- advantage and you know you, and and people do this is the thing people celebrate he, he people won. celebrate um you know like i i gave that example of child or prodigies, any type yeah. of prodigies that people celebrate them and in this case mm. someone is literally not being able to it's her career that it's, it's literally her yeah, it's, huh? it's a very good comparison it, it is it's just a huge blatant i'm I, i'm rambling i made my point you know, it's yeah, hugely it's very unfair good point. i'm that she's being really? pulled out of the Olympics for that. So yeah, I can't yeah. believe it. I'm really I glad you shared that example with us, actually. I, that was not what I expected when I asked this question. Mm. Just because when I thought of it, I thought of really positive, good things. But no, I'm, this really, is glad, where I'm people really glad you shared that. Really take ha- like, you know, the joy out of sport. Yeah. Um, yeah. Unfortunately. Okay, thank you, Sundas, for sharing that with us. Um, Manny, what's your example? Um, so my example is more modern day. Um, <laughs> it's actually something that is quite relevant in football today the way racism is being picked up in football especially at the moment is really key and it's interesting to see the way different people are reacted towards it I think we all can see how much it's having an effect on the game and just in general until recently I'd never been to a game I had no idea that people would react that way to the players within their own team and in our previous episode we spoke about different footballers representing their countries or different backgrounds in such a positive way but it's interesting that because someone is playing for a specific team they want to then racially abuse them yeah and it's so sad like I I find it so disheartening I can't imagine how it must feel for a player on a football pitch doing their job it is true that it's been picked up more like I do feel like there are more conversations around it but just running a campaign of like show racism the red card or Mm. you know just having Raheem Sterling standing there saying you know say no to racism and having all these players it's not that's not going to make people stop being racist it's raising awareness but it's taking that step further I don't know I think it's quite Mm. interesting because Manny you're talking about it and just an example popped into my head about Mm. the time of the election when I think an incident happened during one of the Premier League matches and Mm. afterwards on I think it was on the Sky Sports coverage Gary Neville actually made a point about the fact that when we live in a political climate in a country where our Prime Minister goes around making comments that he makes 
and people hear those comments, why wouldn't you think that they'd be influenced yeah, by that 100%. and then see someone on a pitch and find it okay to make a racist comment? And he made such a good point. And he was actually kind of shut down in terms of what he said. And it was made out that, you know, this is just, this is Gary Neville's point of view. This is not, this has no affiliation but with Sky But you know Sports. what? I actually saw the presenter's tweet after that. And he was made to say that of because course he, he had was made to, to say, say that. It's not his fault. Yeah, yeah it wasn't his fault. Um, but it's but just someone told him to say that. Of course. Do you know Sky what I mean? Sports, you know, it's so Sports interesting. Told him to, but that just popped into my head. But I love the fact that you picked this as an example. I'm going to let you yeah. carry on. I think that is really crucial because it's bigger than just sport. Like racism is mm. in our society and that's why it's cropping up in sport and football. And it's so sad that it had to come up in sport for us to pick up on Amplify it. Amplify the problem. Yeah. yeah it's like, because sport is so big and football is so big mm. that when it happens to someone who's famous, it's huge. But mm. it's happening every day. And I'm not having I'm not making any comparison there at all because race any form of racism is bad. Yeah, it's the scale mm. of it, it's crazy. I think because we've all personally experienced some form of racism, it makes us so empathetic towards them. I think it's interesting because even living here, this is my country, this is what I've always known and where I've been brought up and I couldn't think of my life in anywhere else. I, this is my home, right? And sometimes having to hear people say really negative things about me because of the way I look. It's so sad. Like, I can't even mm. describe that feeling. Um, people do say, like, that quote where um, sticks and stones can break your bones, but words can never hurt you. That's actually, it's Rubbish. probably <laughs> the biggest. Yeah, exactly. Right. Because even if sticks and stones have a physical effect on you, you don't words understand. Can deeper. Yeah. The mental effect that words can have on someone is much deeper. But I guess I don't blame people or the society because of that. It's those individuals. I think the reason why we pick up on it so much is because we understand it. And yeah. it's different when you've felt it yourself. You feel like supporting the person that's been through it Absolutely. much more because of that. So when you, with your example of seeing it within football, when it happens and every time an incident comes up and you see it and, um, you know, there's videos that are circulated or you'll see it being reported on. Sometimes you see the look on that player's face or sometimes you just see the moment that it's happened and yeah. you think... Like, how insane is that that they have to put mm. up with it? And sometimes they just carry on. It will happen, like, mid-match. Exactly. And they just pick the ball up and carry on. And they have on. to carry on. I don't but understand. that has an impact Because, like, when it happens to us, I'll think about it the whole day. Yeah, for sure. Imagine having to carry on a football game. Like, it's that crazy. situation is no longer the same as it was previous to that incident. I'm glad that things are being spoken about because yeah. things are being done. There was an incident where two City fans were both showing racial abuse to some of the players and they were banned. Like, yeah. it's things are being action, done. Like, I'm glad action is happening. It's just sad because the root cause is still there. People mm. still are racist. Just because they're being banned from the game doesn't mean that they're going to stop being racist. It's sad. Like, I don't know how to fix that. It's, it's, of course, it's a weird it's, one. Definitely a very relevant and very, very good example to give for sure. Okay, to kind of bring the mood back up a little bit after those two very serious examples, but very important things to put out there. I'm really glad you both shared them. Going on to the last question, which is, is there anyone in sport that you guys want to mention? So I guess we can just pick like one person each, although I'm sure there's so, so many people. But anyone you guys want to mention who you think has had great achievements or someone you guys just admire or think are a great sportsman or sportswoman? Miss Trenchball, um, for... <laughs> For being my biggest inspiration when I was given, not by choice, the shot put activity for sports day. I had no idols, no one to kind of look up to. She's and fictional though. Yeah, but Love she can it. still inspire. Love the it. character inspired me. Thank you, Roald Dahl, for creating her. Is that your, is that your answer? <laughs> no, that, um, that's one of my answers, but let me think of a more serious one. 
as typical as this sounds, Serena Williams, I mean, she's she's top of her game. Yeah. It's hard not she to like is, her. She's good at what she does. She like, won whilst being pregnant. She, she, yeah. And no wow. one even knew she was pregnant. I know. She's number so one. crazy. That's insane. She's just she's so inspiring. Yeah, I love her. Okay, so for me, I love the whole United squad, past and present. Um, I love so many people, but there's a few that I want to mention. I actually want to speak about this one who's also participating in Wimbledon and it was her first time and she's the youngest player to have qualified in the open era for the main draw and it was Coco Gauff. Do you remember her? Yeah. And she beat Venus Williams. Yeah, that was, I watched that. That was such a good, oh my such God. Such a good game. It was so incredible. Um, I got so captivated by her watching her every single game like I loved watching her I loved how young she was and how well she was doing and everyone was just everyone was talking about her. everyone was rooting for her yeah as well. like everyone was rooting for her and it was so nice like good for her I really hope she does well and I'll be looking forward to seeing her future matches um and then I cannot just not mention Anthony Joshua oh he, yeah I can't Shout just skip out. him in this. boy <laughs> exactly because he, he is, is He's doing so well. I mean, he's top of his game and he's come back and he won and everyone knows who he is and he's representing he's Watford. He's from Watford. Guys, just in case you didn't know Great Watford. Great shout out. Yeah, massive. Yeah, that's my point. Love it. I think for me, typically I'm going to go football related because that was the first thing that came to my mind as well. I actually only had one person, but I added someone else afterwards. So the person I was going to bring up in terms of someone who has great achievements and has done amazing things in their career is Lionel Messi. And obviously, I'm not going to sit here and get into the whole goat issue and, you know, who's better, Ronaldo or Messi. I think they're both fantastic. But um, the reason why I want to speak about Messi was because me and Manny went to Barcelona last year and we got to see so many of his awards and so much about his history and his life and his yeah. career at the club. He's all over that club. He is just, it's amazing how, just how he grew and how he achieved so much in such a short amount of time as well. Like he literally has stayed at Barcelona his whole career and that in itself I find really commendable. And one thing I didn't know about him was that when he was, I think he was 10 or I don't know how old he was, but he was very young. He actually got diagnosed with a growth hormone deficiency. So basically he was very, very short. And when people used to see him playing, they used to think like, this kid's too small, like how can he play football? And these scouts would see him, but obviously he was recognised for his skill and how amazing he was. That little thing could have been, you know, the end of the beginning of his career. And he got through that and he achieved so much with Barcelona and for his home country as well, for Spain. And yeah, he's just amazing. I think I just wanted to mention him. Okay, and I can't sit here, mention football and obviously not talk about Liverpool because that is what I do. So is probably sitting here rolling her eyes. I'm joking. <laughs> yeah, just the whole Liverpool squad. They are so, I'm so proud of them right now. And actually, do you know what? I'd like to shout out Steven Gerrard because I think he was the player that made me fall in love with Liverpool Football Club. He was the one that I used to get on my shirt every year when I was a kid. And Steven Gerrard and Fernando Torres, that power duo, were amazing. Okay, anyways, I'm going to shut up about Liverpool now and round off this question. And that brings me to the end of the episode, or the end of talking about sport, because we do have one little bit left to do, which is, what's on your mind, guys? So this is um, a product I tested today, and it's actually very relevant to sport. So my brother is running half a marathon. Honestly, he's behaving like he's, you know, he's Mo Farah with the amount of equipment <laughs> and pieces of sports gear that he's buying. But anyway, he's recently ordered this. It basically gives you a whole full body massage. It's called, I think it's called a Recover Pro and it's designed like a, a like a drill and it has oh. different heads um, and it's kind of like, it's obviously like powered. 
I just want to say that it's probably one of the best home massage equipment I've ever come across. It's even better than those massage chairs you get and it was just so amazing. The product is very new and it's in my brother's hand so he won't let anyone use it but I know that with, with my brothers they always get these new toys and then you know, a couple of weeks later it, you'll just find it on the side so in a couple of weeks time I'll... Uh, it's going to be yours. It's, it's going to be mine. <laughs> I think Anthony Joshua sponsored or he's done like a an ad, ad for it. Is that, is that how you're selling it? Yeah. Well, I, to be fair, it was like months of kind of research and reviewing this product and it's fairly new. Oh, cool. So, yeah, I just I just thought it was sport related. And Interesting. Yeah. Manny? It's, you go first, Rooch. Okay. What's on my mind is actually something, it's a little bit sad, but it's very current and relevant and it's happening right now. And it's actually the wildfires in Australia. It's just crazy because I haven't been keeping too up to date with it. It's just seeing it again and again and seeing it in the news and just seeing how it's ongoing still. It's crazy and really praying for Australia, you know, because just mm. the fact that people are literally having to be displaced from their homes and all the wildlife is affecting. And mm. I just feel like it's been going on for so long and it's so sad. And hopefully it comes round and something, you know, it dies down very, very soon. But that's just mm. been on my mind today few days over to you so what's on my mind is how absolutely tired i was for this episode guys oh. i can't even tell you how much i was not feeling it how much i didn't want to do it how much i wish i could take my part out of this episode today which you won't and the reason why i'm mentioning it is because the show must still go on like things happen and sometimes you have an exam sometimes you have coursework you have deadlines to meet and you just have to get it done like it doesn't matter if it's not your best quality it doesn't matter if you weren't feeling it it doesn't matter if things didn't go right just get something done sometimes just putting out the result is actually still important saying that you didn't give up is still important and things like that make you realize how important it is to just carry on yeah and going forward you can always learn from it you can always grow from it but if you just stop trying then then nothing comes about from it so you just have to carry on in those moments just like i did today well done manny and you That's were a fine very valid point i feel like we were all really tired today but i'm glad you mentioned that i like mm. what you said about it Amazing. So the three of us being very tired as we are, are going to wrap up now. And thank you all for listening to this episode. We hope you liked it. Please continue supporting us, continue listening, follow our socials at WDWK underscore podcast, like and subscribe and give us your reviews, give us your feedback. And yeah, we appreciate you all listening and we appreciate your support and love. Thank you guys. Take care. Bye. Bye. Adios.